0: The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. faithful Filipino valet Cato Britt Reed, daring young publisher matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure Road to Riches The Green Hornet Strikes Again Before beginning our story, here's an important message. Men, how about getting 90 days leave from your present job to make a real contribution to the war effort? America's foundries are in urgent need of 20,000 strong husky men of all ages to make castings for engines for heavy trucks and armament. Men who qualify for this foundry work will be given government releases from present jobs, will be guaranteed a release from the foundry when the 90-day hitch is completed, and will be returned to their present status. Make your application now. Wire collect to Forge and Foundry Chief, War Manpower Commission. Be sure to include your name, address, present employment, and draft status. Men who qualify will be notified in a day or two. Wire collect right away. And now, the Green Hornet. Burke had a day off. He was spending it driving Ed Lowry, ace reporter for the Daily Sentinel, on a country assignment. Burke muttered under his breath as the car hit a bump in the poorly surfaced country road. (coughs) Glory be, Lowry. How much further is it?
1: This road is the limit. (laughs) It's not the road, Sarge. It's this old jalopy you call a car. Is that so now? A fine way to talk after me offering to drive you out here. Ain't we almost to that farmer's place by now? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a crossroads now. Kenton's farm's just up around the next bend. Are you sure, Lowry? I don't want to be driving all night. Oh, pipe down, Sarge. Kenton gave the directions in his letter. I know where we're going. Letter? What letter? The letter that came to the sentinel from Kenton. Say, what are you talking about anyway? Just this. A farmer by the name of Kenton wrote into the daily sentinel... saying there'd been a lot of funny things happening on farms out his way. So having nothing better to do... Gunnigan sends me out to see what it's all about. Me, <laughs> the ace reporter, the sentinel on a hick assignment like this. Uh, is that so now? Sure, it's so. Look, Lowry, you're holding out on me. Come clean. Holding out? Why, well, what makes you think that's odd? Just before you started out, I saw Gunnigan whispering something to you. Up to that time, you were beefing about the assignment. Then you shut right up. Okay, okay. I'll put you wise, Sarge. (laughs) I guess you heard there's going to be a new superhighway built, haven't you? Superhighway? What about it? Well, they're planning to build a four-lane highway heading out of the city in this direction. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did read something about the highway committee working on something like that. Sure. Well, they haven't decided just where that highway's going to run yet. Phelps, Lewis, and the rest of the highway commissioners are deciding that. Yeah, I remember reading that. (laughs) You're not as dumb as you make out to be, Sarge. I guess you can see that if somebody had inside information about where they plan to run that highway, that somebody could cash in plenty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wish they'd built it along here. This road doesn't fit even for farm wagons. Maybe they will, Sarge. You can't tell. You think they'll put it through here, then? (laughs) Oh, Oh, I was just thinking out loud. Anyway, that's why we're coming out here to see this farmer. Gunnigan thought maybe this funny business might lead to something big. Hmm. You mean maybe somebody's causing all this funny business so as to get the farmers out here to sell their land cheap? I well, never can tell, sir. You never can... Only B. What's that? Sounds like somebody ringing one of those big farm bells. It's coming from up ahead, I wonder. Holy Moses, Lowry. Look at that glare over there. Why, that looks like a big fire. Hey, you hear that siren? It's coming from that small town we passed through a ways back. Hey, look. That fire's getting brighter. Must be a big one. Well, step on it, Sarge. As far as I can make out Those flames are the farm we're heading for. So hurry up. Step on it. Step
2: on it. Hurry up.
1: flying that way. Look at that, Lowry. Some player. Yeah, that barn's a goner for sure. No use trying to put that out. Move them horses away further. Hurry up. Get them
2: away from
1: here. I'll take care of them, Mr. Kenton. Hey, that's
3: kitten starts right over there. Come on. Hey, hey, Mr. Kenton. You caught I me, mister? Yeah. How'd the fire start, you know? Nope. I looked out the window and there it was going up the smoke. Got all the livestock out, though. Well, I guess there's not much hope for the barn. No, you're right about
1: that. I'm from the Daily
3: Settlement. We got your letter. Yeah, so you fellas are reporters, huh? Yeah, yeah. Now, about that letter. Oh, I I'm was kidding. Kidding. I've been looking for it. Oh, it's you, Mr. Maynard, uh, what's on your mind? Come on over near the house. I want to talk. About. Hey, just a minute. Now, uh, young fella, you were saying that you Oh, would... go right ahead, Mr. Kenton. It's all right. Well, just as you say. Well, come on, Mr. Maynard. We'll go to the house. There's nothing more I can do here. Hey,
1: Lowry, why didn't you question that guy Kenton about the letter? That's what you come out here for? Look, Sarge. Didn't you hear him call that other guy by the name of Maynard?
2: Sure. Well, Well, Maynard's a
1: big real estate dealer from the city. Pals around with some of the highway commissioners. Wait till Gunnigan gets a load of this. Well, I don't get it. Well, what are you going to do now? Wait a while and ask Kenton some questions and take the answers back to the Sentinel. I smell a good story here.
2: What's up?
1: What's going on? The side wall of the barn. It's falling outward. Come on, run for it.
2: It's crashing. Hang it out there, mister. Look out. Sarge, Sarge, look out. Run. Run, Sarge.
0: Following morning, Lenore Case, secretary to Britt Reed, was busy in the outer office when a young publisher of the Daily Sentinel entered. Well, good morning, Miss Case. Has Lowry been in this morning?
4: Well, not that I know of, Mr. Reed. Oh, by the way, I noticed a story in the early edition about a fire on the Kenton farm. Wasn't that the man Lowry went out to interview last night?
5: Yes. I'm anxious to know the outcome of his interview with Kenton.
4: Well, evidently you thought there was something behind that letter. She had Gunnigan ask Sergeant Burke to drive out there with Lowry.
5: To my way of thinking, that letter hinted at some sort of double dealing. I thought perhaps it might be wise to have the police in on it if Lowry did turn up anything suspicious. But evidently they didn't... Oh, here's buy...
4: Lowry now. Hi, Chief. Oh,
5: hello, Lowry. Hello, Casey. Hi. Guess you read about that fire out at Kenton's place, huh, Chief? Yes, Gunnigan told me you said Sergeant Burke almost had an accident out there. Yeah, so I just missed getting
1: clipped by a falling beam when the side wall fell toward us. Uh, He's okay, though. Uh, What started the fire, do you know? Nope. But I'd say it wasn't any accident. I saw Maynard out there last night. Maynard there, huh?
4: What's Maynard got to do with it, Mr. Reed. Isn't he that big real estate dealer?
5: Yes. As for what he might have to do with events out there, it seems every time the Highway Commission has authorized a new highway or an improvement on state roads,
1: Maynard's been found to own the land around it. Yeah, with a rise in values that always takes place, he cashes in plenty, too. see him that way. By the way, Lowry,
5: what did you find out from Kenton last night? <laughs> Absolutely nothing, Jim. Well, but that doesn't make sense.
1: He wrote that letter to the Sentinel expressing indignation about happenings out that way. Yeah, but something seemed to change his mind about talking to me. After he talked to Maynard.
2: Yeah.
5: Well, I
1: guess we'll have to let the matter rest there, then. Well, Allow you'd better
5: get on down to the city room and see what Gunnigan has for you. Maybe Captain will change his mind again and get in touch with us. I still think there's a big story behind that letter. If there is, of course we want the Sentinel to be the first to get it. Perhaps before long we will. Who
2: can tell?
0: That evening, Britt Reid left his office and went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet... And the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet was waiting. The young publisher's talk with Ed Lowry that morning had given him food for thought. After reaching the apartment, he had come to a decision. Kato, I'm going to make a little trip tonight out into the country.
3: You go see Kenton as publisher of Daily Sentinel?
5: No, Kato, he refuses to talk to anyone from newspapers. Any information gotten from him will have to be more or less forced out of him.
3: Oh, Perhaps you mean Green Hornet better for
5: getting Farmer to talk freely. That's right. His farmland is on one of the possible routes for that new superhighway. Last night, he was talking to Maynard, the real estate man.
3: I hear you speak of Maynard before. Black Beauty's ready. Also, a gas gun and mask, Mr. Britt.
5: Good. I have a hunch there's a story behind all this. That will show a betrayal of trust by one or more men in public office. So let's get going, kiddo. If there is such a story, the Green Hornet will turn out a scoop for the Daily Sentinel. On.
0: Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornets. Ritt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Oh. Their farmhouse in the country, Mr. Kenton and his wife were preparing to retire for the night when they heard a commotion among the livestock outside.
3: Well, listen to that, Marthy. Something's raising up a fuss out there.
4: Oh, I hear it all right enough. Can't see anything out of the window. It's too dark.
3: Well, I guess that fire last night made me kind of jumpy.
4: You
3: get to thinking of prowlers all the time. Oh,
4: maybe the dogs have scared up a jackrabbit or something. I don't reckon it's anything to get head up over. Well, I'm going on to
3: bed. You can go out and take a look around if you've a mind
2: to.
3: Yes, I reckon I'll do that. Well, good night, Martha. You'd better not go snooping out there without taking a lantern with you. Yes, I guess you're right. You're sure raising a ruckus out there. Where's that lantern now? Oh, yeah, sure it is. Well, that'll do it. Maybe I should have brought along my shotgun. Just listen to them critters. Now, I guess I'll go back and get that gun just in don't case... Don't move, Kevin. What's in tarnation is I came here to talk to you. Who are you? Why do you come sneaking around outside like this? Hold your lantern high. I still don't... Mask. A masked man. Why, well, you... You are the Green Hornet. Now that you know who I am, keep your voice down. Well, You, you got a gun. What do you want with me... I'm just a poor farmer.
5: came here for information.
3: Tell me, who set fire to your barn last night? Well, I don't know. I don't. Burned up all my feed and hay. Everything I was depending on. Don't know what I would have done if I hadn't had an offer for the farm right away. So you had an
5: offer for the farm, huh? Are you going to sell?
3: Yep. Right after the fire last night, I had the offer. Selling out to Mr. Maynard. He's drawing up the papers.
5: Maynard, huh? So he didn't waste any time getting here, it seems.
3: Look here now. Ain't none of anybody's business if I want to sell him a farm. Maynard was passing by last night and saw the fire, so he came in. I see.
5: Now, you listen to me, Captain. I'm telling you not to sell to Maynard or anybody else right now. Understand?
3: stand? Now, see here. Hornet or no hornet. You ain't telling me what I can do with my own... I'm friend. telling
5: you once and for all and for your own good. Don't sell this farm to Maynard. Be quiet about my visit here. i am going back into the house. I'm leaving.
3: Where... Or yeah, That don't take over The Green Hornet well, I got to do something about that right away Maybe he was the one doing all the dirty work around these parts Maybe he set fire to my barn too Oh, where in carnation's that operator? I, operator, get me the police and hurry up about it I've just been threatened by the Green Hornet
0: continue our story in just a moment. The next time you buy something and your storekeeper asks you to take it home unwrapped, do it if you possibly can. It's every American's job to help beat the paper shortage. Today there's a greater demand for paper than ever before, and this demand is coupled with a drastic shortage of the manpower needed to cut timber for the mills. This is serious business because paper is a vital war material. Now, a portion of the paper shortage is made up by salvaging waste paper. But thousands of tons of new paper can be saved by cutting down on needless wrapping and packaging of things we buy. Do your part to help relieve the paper shortage. Accept unwrapped goods whenever possible. Use and reuse your shopping containers. Then save every bit of waste paper for your local scrap collection. And now, back to our story. morning following Britt Reed's visit to the Kenton farm, the young publisher was in his office when Ed Lowry entered. Well, hello, Lowry. You're back
1: sooner than I expected. Yeah, Chief. I checked up the office of the Recorder of Deeds and found out that Maynard bought up part of two other farms out in Kenton's district. I see. I thought you'd find something like that. What's it add up to, Chief? Of course, we know Kenton called the police last night and told him the Green had threatened him because he'd made a deal to sell out to Maynard. But if Maynard has a dough to buy... I guess it's legal. It's within the law, all right. Up to a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. If the highway should go through there, Maynard stands to make a lot of dough. You really think he's getting an advanced tip about that? I'd like to know that as well as you would, Larry. In each case,
5: so-called accidents have happened on those farms, causing losses so great the farmers more or less had to sell out. Now, if we could just find out what's behind all this... Maybe
1: we could save not only Kenton from making the same mistake, but other landowners in that section. Look, Chief, suppose I run over and try to get something out of Maynard. You know, see if I can, uh, well, get him to say something that might give a clue. Go ahead, Lowry. Might be a good idea. If you do get him to say anything, let me know. Well, after all, we would like to know how that Green Hornet fits into the picture. Sarge is going crazy trying to figure that one out. <laughs> what do you think about that, Chief?
5: Well, really, I couldn't say, Lowry. Personally, I never expect to come face to face with the Green Hornet. But if you do find out anything about that, I'd be even more interested to hear
1: about it. Okay, Chief. I'll get over to Maynard's office right now. See you later.
4: Well, what can I do for you?
1: Oh, I'm from the Daily Sentinel. I want to talk to Mr. Maynard. Oh,
4: reporter. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Maynard isn't in.
1: Oh. Not in, huh?
4: That's right. And if he were in, I'm certain he wouldn't see you. Hmm.
1: Guess he didn't like the article in the Sentinel this morning. Is that it?
4: That's exactly it. You people have a lot of nerve making such a fuss over the fact that Mr. Maynard is... is buying a little farming land. Uh,
1: You're right about that. If all his deals are on the level. But if they aren't, then it is a Sentinel's business. If you know what I mean, sis.
4: Well, you can forget that sis stuff. I told you Mr. Maynard isn't in, so it's useless for you to take up any more of my time. Okay,
1: okay. Don't get huffy about it. (laughs) I'll be seeing you. So long, sis.
4: Fresh guy, that one. I'd better tell Mr. Maynard about him being here. Another reporter was just here, Mr. Maynard.
6: I thought I heard voices out there. Did you get rid of them all right?
4: No, not as easy as I did the one from the Clarion. This fellow was quite nosy. Frankly, I didn't like some of the things he said. What do you mean? I think he suspects something. And he said he was anxious to find out about uh, what connection the Hornet had with your deal.
6: Oh, he did, huh? Hmm, that Green Hornet affair is liable to cause us some trouble. Have you succeeded in contacting Commissioner Phelps yet?
4: No, not yet. He doesn't seem to be in his office today. His secretary said she'd have him call you at your home tonight.
6: All right, I'll talk to him then before I run out to close the deal with Kenton. Now, make sure no more reporters get in. I won't see any of them.
4: Very well, Mr. Maynard. I'll turn them away if any come. No, if any of them found out about, well, what's going on, it would... If they should
6: find out from you, it would be very bad. Very bad indeed. For you. I'll get back your work.
0: A short time later, Britt Reed was busy in his office when the phone rang. Hello?
1: Hello, Chief. This is Lowry.
0: Well, yes, Lowry. What's up?
1: I went to Maynard's office. His secretary said he wasn't in, but his hat was on the hat rack
5: there in the outer office. So he wouldn't see you, huh?
1: Nope. But listen to this. After I went out, I waited a minute and then sneaked back in. The girl had gone into his office, and I could overhear what they were saying. She said something about it being bad if people found out, and mentioned Phelps' name. Said he would phone Maynard at his home tonight. Maynard more or less threatened the girl if she talked to anybody.
5: Hmm, so you think something's really crooked, then?
1: Sure. Oh, I'd like to hear that telephone conversation between Maynard and Phelps tonight.
5: Phelps, huh? Hey, that's interesting. Well, there's
1: one other thing, Chief. What's that? I found out at the Highway Commission office that the route of the new superhighway is to be announced tomorrow.
5: I see. Well, see what else you can find out, Lowry. I'm glad you called me.
2: Right, Chief. So long.
5: Goodbye, Lowry.
0: evening, Maynard, alone in his study, was talking on the phone to Commissioner Phelps.
6: Well, it's about time you got in touch with me, Phelps. I wanted to make sure the tip you gave me on the superhighway route was correct before I closed the deal with Kenton. Now, what's that? Oh, nobody can hear our conversation in this private line. Don't worry. Now, what about it? Mm-hmm. It's going that way, huh? Oh, Good. Of course you'll get your cut. Don't worry about that. I'm going out to see Kenton tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Goodbye. Well, that's that. Now to get out... Oh, so you and Phelps are working together on me. What? The Green Hornet. Right the first time. You mean coming here like this? Since
5: you and Phelps are about to make some easy money, I might get in on the deal.
6: Just what is it you want?
5: You stand to make a big profit on all that land. I want the same as Phelps gets. Why, of
6: all the preposterous. If you didn't have that gun, I'd... But I do have it. How about that deal? There won't be any deal with you, Hornet. You aren't so smart. My houseman is standing in the doorway behind you with a gun. I haven't covered, Mr. Maynard. Hmm. I did overlook the fact you might have a call button on your desk. Now I'll tell you what to do, Hornet. My man there can shoot you down... and I can still collect the big reward offered for you... dead or alive by the Daily Sentinel. I dare not let you go knowing what you do. Shall I shoot, Mr. Maynard? I think that... Look out behind you there, shoot! Oh. Good work. And now... To wait. You...
1: I'll make a deal, I
5: promise. Now the police they must have heard that shot. Now listen, Maynard. I'm leaving now. You get rid of them. I'll be back after they've gone. You can count on that. Now let's get going.
6: Well, thank goodness the police heard the shot... Oh, but it is the police. I'll go let them in. That hornet thinks I'm crazy enough to let him come back and make a deal, and he's less smart than I gave him credit for.
1: Hey, what's going on in here? I was going by to... Make come right in, spot. officer,
6: both of you. Well, thank goodness you've come here. The Green Hornet was here and said he'd be back. Holy Moses. The Green Hornet
1: and coming back, you see? Cassidy, here's the chance we've been waiting a lifetime for. Don't worry, Mr. Maynard. Let him come back. We'll be right here to grab him once and for
2: all.
6: You
3: really going back to Maynard's house, Mr. Brick?
5: No, Cato. As you saw, that was Sergeant Burke and one of his men who went in there. They'll probably hide, hoping I'll return, as I said. But instead of that, I have a better plan. I'll leave the haunted disguise in the car and go to a phone. After that, we'll return to the vicinity of the Maynard home to make sure my plan works. i stop the car in the shadows up ahead, Cato. I'll get to the nearest phone. <clears throat> Hello?
3: Hello.
2: Is this Commissioner Phelps?
3: Yes. Who's calling?
5: This is Griffin of the Daily Sentinel. Is it true that Mr. Maynard's going to appear before the commission to accuse one of the members of Graft? Did it, it, it Maynard it say that? Well, I can't disclose the source of my information, Mr. Phelps, but I thought I'd call you personally, since you're chairman of the commission, to check on it.
3: It's absolutely untrue. I'm sure none of the members are guilty of such thing. I
5: see.
6: Well, thank you, Mr. Phelps. Goodbye.
3: Goodbye.
6: A double-crossing Maynard. What's come over the man? to get over there and find out before he ruins me for life.
0: Back at Maynard's home, Sergeant Burke and Cassidy waited patiently behind the drapes for the Hornet's expected return. Maynard sat at the study desk, hoping that the Hornet would walk into the trap set for him. When a knock was heard at the front door, the houseman, having recovered from the blow received from Cato, went to open the door.
6: Why, Mr. Phelps, Mr. Maynard... It? Get you inside.
3: I'm going in and talk to Maynard right now.
6: But, Mr. Phelps, you'd better let me announce... I know my all way right. too steady. I'll announce
3: myself. You go about your business. This is a private matter.
6: Yes, sir. Very well. Phelps, what
3: the devil are you doing here? See here, Maynard. I paid you the money to buy up that land. I engineered things so the new superhighway would run Wait, through Wait a minute,
6: Phelps. Be quiet this
2: so place. No, I won't be quiet.
3: You caused those so-called accidents on those farms so you get the land and get it cheap. You set that fire in the kitten place. I risked my neck giving you tips on the highway route, and now you intend to pull some sort of a double cross by paying well, the police. Eh? Don't
1: move either of you. Good
3: Made a fool, I tried to warn you.
1: Yeah, this is rich. We stand behind those grapes waiting to catch the Green Hornet, and we catch a couple of double crossing crooks instead. Put the cuffs on them, Cassidy. Watch it, Cassidy. Can't tell who that might be. Oh, what? yeah, what's this? Sergeant Burke. Say, what's going on here? What are you two doing here? We follow the Green Hornet out this way. Well, we thought he... You thought he might be coming here to Maynard's. When we saw somebody holding a gun on somebody else through the window, we just busted in. And who will find it's you? What's the idea, sir? Just this, Lowry. There before you stands one of the biggest scoops of the month. Phelps and Maynard were in cahoots on cheating the poor farmers out of their land on account of that there superhighway. And Maynard there is the one who fired that barn last night, too. Suffering sna... What a story! But where does a green hornet come in? Do you hear that? <laughs> That spell is too wise to come in, Lowry. Maybe he was in on this deal, too. But as usual, when he finds out his pals are cornered, he runs out on them. We've got these rats. Someday, we'll get that other one. That slippery, no-good green hornet.
0: United States Navy is asking for more waves. Navy quotas call for thousands of new volunteers—women 20 to 36 years of age with two years of high school and no children under 18. If you're not working at an essential job, find out more about the waves. Visit your nearest Navy recruiting office or write directly to Waves, Washington 25, D.C. When you serve in the waves, you do war work with a future. Your training and experience fits you for an excellent job in the post-war world. You receive good pay, live in good quarters, lead a pleasant social life, and have many opportunities for travel. Get behind the men in your Navy. Enlist in the waves now. Be sure to listen to the Green Hornet next week at this same time. copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places and incidents are fictitious.
2: Bob Height speaking. This is the Blue Network.